0: This is new recording. Thanks for tuning in. You know, if I had to choose a life motto, I think everything in due time would definitely be in the running. Uh, That's the phrase that's coming to my mind now as I'm listening to this very special inaugural episode that could not have come at a more appropriate time. So this podcast is about vulnerability as a means to healing. And in that spirit, and possibly against my better judgment, I do feel called to admit that I actually had my heart broken just last night. I'm not lying. Uh, I feel really lucky that my first guest is someone who is willing to dive headfirst into their voice memo archive with me, someone who I've known my whole life, my own flesh and blood, my sister, Juana. Touchingly, she's sharing a recording of her and her ex breaking up. Can you believe the generosity Keep listening to hear us get into all things romantic relationships, compromise, knowing when to walk away. And special thanks to Scope of Work for helping to support this podcast.
1: And thank you for going there with us. Gary coming in and out like this. You know? Is it annoying you? I just, I'm worried. Like it makes me nervous. I don't think you
0: should stress out about it.
1: Okay. Sorry. Can we start over? you're such a perfectionist i'm really into it because i listen to i listen you know me i listen i know i don't watch tv i listen to podcasts this
0: is so true and also you're the exact like podcast listener i'm afraid of because to me like i couldn't give a fuck about audio quality and i know that like people who are obsessed with audio are obsessed (laughs) with it and like listen this doesn't sound the best right now but like it's gonna be fine it's not about it's not about the audio You know, for a long time with this podcast, that was such a big like uh, barrier for me was like this has to be perfect or else I'm not doing it
1: when really it's just about like taking a a stab at it. You know, Um, that's a really great perspective to have not only with this podcast, but with a lot of, you know, big decisions in your life or little decisions. But okay, Um, so why don't you introduce yourself
0: by name and um, just like a way of identifying yourself,
1: however you might interpret that. My name is Juana. Um, I use she, her pronouns, and I consider myself, first and foremost, your big sister. <laughs>
0: you're lying. <laughs> when you introduce yourself to people, you're like,
1: I am Juana <laughs> and I'm bold." <laughs> Polis- you're, you're lying. Sister.
0: Why don't you just, you know, you don't have to
2: front.
1: Well, I'm an enigma. No, I am a family man. What? <laughs> I'm a foodie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to work it out. I'm freshly single um we'll get to that don't worry i am an apartment renter i rent my own apartment in astoria uh so i'm a city girl
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is perfect
1: i you know when you were practicing this or you were doing you know the demo version over the summer we did it in my bedroom yeah we did it in my bedroom and i remember we had like pillows all over to kind of block sound oh my god see that's so beautiful and now look look at us i mean not far off but Hey, we're in a proper studio and that's a step up. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot. But yeah, it's been your baby. It's been your little project. Um I think I understood the importance of it to you, but I didn't really understand how important it was until I saw your vision board and you know how you were trying to get funding for it and really taking it seriously. So I, you know, I love passion. I love a passion project. I'm I'm very proud of you.
0: So I want to hear a little bit about how you've used Voice memos. When did you start recording them? Why? Why did you feel called to do that? How do you really like use the space? Um, like, what kinds of things live in there for you?
1: I, when you asked me about this to, uh, to come on, I went through all of them, and I, I'll be honest, there there aren't that many saved, and it's kind of That's like fair. It's like a not everyone uses it. No. I don't understand why. Like, I'm hoping this will like start a wave. My mem- memos have evolved since I used it. It is it is a gumbo of memos because I, I the first the first couple were like me singing Tegan and Sarah.
0: Oh my god! Some Can we get a little bit of that right hell
1: now? Hell no! I know because I'm not a singer. Okay, just tell us what song's in. So I, was, I won't regret saying
0: it. You this. said you weren't gonna sing it. Well, you I don't did. know the name
1: of it. Call it off. Call it off. Oh yeah, I love that one. The funniest part of that first memo for me was that I I remember distinctly, it was one of the first times dad was picking me up from Elizabethtown um, College. What, that was
0: college? You totally listened to them in high school though. If I did, you definitely No, 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 no,
1: no, my first memo, babe. Oh, so not I was the first time you heard that song. No, of course not. But it was the first time I sang it. And I was like, I'm going to memo it. I was bored in the car. My dad was driving you know, 50 miles an hour on the, back, on the way back from Pennsylvania. And I was just like, I'm going to start recording. And I knew I sounded annoying, but he didn't say anything.
0: What was and his reaction?
1: Not, you know, dead you know, stone, stone cold. So anyway, that was my first memo. And since then, I had a little bit of ASMR just for myself. What do you uh, say? I don't even say anything. I just make mouth sounds and I tap hmm. just to hear how it goes. That's but really
0: brave of you to say on here.
1: Hey, ASMR, I'm starting the wave of ASMR, baby. Okay. The more... I can't take credit for that. What are you talking about? Of course not, but I want to normalize it because there is still a stigma. (laughs) (laughs) She's an activist. (laughs) The stigma
0: against people who
1: like ASMR. So true, bestie. So, yeah, a little, little bit of ASMR sprinkled in there. And then the bulk of which my memos are comprised of, are conversations I had recorded with my ex-boyfriend without him knowing. When did that start? That started, um, the first one I recorded was in January of 2019. And that was the, an argument that we had a couple months before we broke up the first time, the first of three breakups.
0: And wh- the, the first one out of that like series, let's say, that you recorded, What was going through your mind when you were like, I need to
1: document this? Well, the argument, it it was one of the first, not the first, it was the first really serious one where I had found out something that really shook me to my core. Really, um, I don't know, that's the best way to put it. I was having like a nervous breakdown basically. Wow. And I didn't know what to do. I was grasping at the air. I was like, this might end things, but it's complicated because I had just moved to Astoria to be closer to him. It was like I had just finished college. Like a lot of things were changing in my life. And um, this was like, I don't need this right now. Like this can't happen. Nothing is stable for me right now. And if I lose this, like I'm going to go off the deep end basically. So I was thinking, I don't know, it kind of like it was grounding for me to record the conversation because I wanted proof. You know what it was? I wanted proof of him admitting to something. You wanted to, like, catch him admitting something? No, no, no. Uh, no. We both knew the truth. But I wanted, you know, I wanted it recorded. I wanted physical documentation of what he did. To what end? Um. Like, did you ever have plans to, like, send that to him and be, like, listen no, to this? no. Absolutely not. He wouldn't have done anything. No, it was more of me. I'm not going crazy. This is actually happening because up until that moment, up until that moment, I could have sworn on my life. He wouldn't have done something like that. But he did. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was like the first time I was like, okay, like a break from reality. And you're like, am I hearing this right? Yeah. Like, say it. Say it out loud. So I have this forever. I have this truth with me forever. So I know. And uh, you know we didn't we didn't quite break up after that, but I had it, and it made me it it gave me gave me power. It gave me that feeling like okay, I have this, and I know this, and okay. In come on, guys, it's twenty twenty one. Guys, no one is listening to this. I'm talking to everyone who's listening to this right now. No one is. You know who's listening? Our mom and our dad. And that's it. Oh Lord, no! Alex is listening. Hi, Alex. Uh, hi, Alex.
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I hope Florida's great. Um, <laughs> I liked your titty pics. Stop.
1: <laughs> um, so I, we all know that it's very hard to trust anything nowadays with deep fake, with you know recording mm-hmm. anything. Now it's so hard to believe anything, even if you see it with your own eyes. So I, I was like, this is proof, at least for me. I hear his voice. I hear my voice. I hear the conversation we're having. And you know, um a lot of it too also um I'll be honest about my desperation. I was afraid I wasn't going to see him again. I thought we were going to break up, and I wanted some like I wanted his voice mm-hmm. like I wanted a piece of him with yeah. me.
0: The voice is such uh, an important uh sensory memory triggering thing. it's like it's you can't replicate it, really. It's so important in like preserving your memories
1: not just the voice too because what's great about the iphone and the voice memos particularly it's like we're we're not using a tape recorder we're using the iphone it picks up so much it picks up the breath the space the gasping the breathing the the, the inflection of the tears coming you know it's like Mm -hmm. you really hear so much Mm -hmm. anyway so
0: that was the first one you recorded in this relationship thing and then after that did it was it Always those types of conversations did the way that you recorded things in this particularly uh, particular relationship or series change at all or was it always those like more f- conflict based? Conversations that you would
1: record It was only the arguments it was only the fights we'd have before something big with happened and I I knew to record them because I was like, okay We're gonna have this big conversation or we're gonna have a conversation where I'm gonna talk a lot and I'm gonna get a lot off my chest that's really important to me and I want to document his response so I know I'm making the right decision in the next step, you know? Mm. So you would listen to it back? Yeah, less so, you know, as time went on, but I did. It it hurts. It Mm. hurts to listen Mm -hmm. to those. And, you know, the one that we are going to be talking about today, it hurts a lot still. Like, I cry when I listen to it. because You know why I cry is because... I hear the pain in my voice and I hear how hurt I am. Mm. And so you're like,
0: I feel bad for myself. I, well, I did.
1: I was like, wow, I feel really bad for that girl. Cause oh, you know, that's she was such an
0: important reason to have that though. Like that is an important reminder.
2: Yeah. And I'm scared because if I'm not happy now, it's not going to change. It's going to get worse over time. So I'm giving you an opportunity now to fix it or come up with a solution or negotiate things with me because like the three days a week, Until I came up with a solution and said things explicit and laid things out explicitly to which you agreed and I'm thankful for. But it was my. It was in my direction and at my direction. And I don't like doing that. And I I don't have to do it with this, but it seems like that's what's happening again is that. I'm unhappy about something. I'm waiting for you to do something about it. You don't. And then I have to come up and corner you into agreeing to something. And I don't want to do that anymore. It just doesn't feel right to me. It sits very unwell with me that I have to be explicit like that with you. To me, that seems like I'm in a, in a relationship that's not mature. Where you don't know me enough to pick up on those things. Because I know you enough to pick up on things that you like. And I'm very open to the things you like. And I guess that's normal in some relationships, but to me that's normal in relationships that are juvenile. And then I think about it, are we in a juvenile relationship where I have to lay out three days a week and those are the days I get to see you? At 26 years old, I want more for myself. I want to be in a relationship where it's not, I have to wait for you to pick up on things or I'm unhappy with the amount of times I see you. How much am I willing to put up with before I'm just unhappy and I'm just waiting for the next
0: step with you? And I'm tired of feeling like that. Do you consider yourself to be a good communicator? Yes. Okay, interesting. Like
1: I, yeah, I get my point across and I'm a really good listener and I ask good questions. Okay, okay. Um, Do you not agree? Well here's the
0: thing about communication right and this is also like a very introspective thing for me is like I can communicate in a way that is um, like you said gets my point across that I think can be very strategic very persuasive but I've only started recently learning about communication as like a bridge as like a means to really hear and understand each other and I feel like so often in any type of interpersonal relationship where there's this push and pull of like conflicting desires. Like it's so easy to fall into how do I get what I want out of this situation?
1: So you're saying you have conversations with me where you don't think I'm listening to you and I'm just waiting my turn to speak. This is
0: not a call out. I'm talking about myself, uh. but um, I don't know. I was just wondering if there's any room to be just like a little bit more analytical about, because I've heard the I heard the whole voice note, right? And you get into some things that just made me curious about that.
1: Mm, okay, dive in deeper. One thing I will say, you did get you didn't you major in communication? So I feel like out of the two of us, you know a lot more about communicating than me. Well, oh, thank
0: you for saying that. Um, oh, sure. I think we'll get to that, but one of the first things that really stuck out to me about this voice memo. Um, is this idea of and theme of compromise, Mm. right? That comes up a lot. Um, And I really want to talk about compromise in relationships. So it was really interesting to hear you describe compromise as negotiation at the beginning of that. I thought that was such an interesting way to hear it framed. And like I mentioned earlier in the intro, uh, I'm really fresh off something that kind of feels like a breakup. I don't know if I could call it quite that, but the emotions and feelings around it are very much that. Um, so something that I've been grappling with a lot is like, when is it the right time to let something go? And like, how do you know that? And like, what do you let guide that? Is it like an intuition thing? Is it a learned experience thing? Um, So I guess the question is, at what point does something shift from compromising with someone else to compromising your own happiness or well-being?
1: I think your own happiness and well-being should come first always. If a relationship compromises that, then you should reconsider the relationship. In order to give 100% in a relationship, you need to give, you know, Let's, you know, you can quote me 110% to yourself first. Um, I'm really good at that, though. I practice self-love, whatever, you know, whatever it calls. I've never felt, never in my life, I don't know if this is like, I don't know, check your privilege, but I never felt stressed from work, honestly. I never felt, like, sleep-deprived. I never felt like I wasn't getting enough water, sleep, anything. Like, if I need something, I give it to my body, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So I always felt really capable of giving love to someone else. Mm -hmm. So in that respect, loving yourself comes first. Don't compromise with yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. In terms of a relationship and, you know, compromising with another person who you cannot control, you can just hope that they're able to give you what you need. Um, You know, you walk a fine line because there are sacrifices that need to be made. But I think the older I get, older I get and the more relationships I see the less willing you are to compromise no it's just there's so much you shouldn't just give up you know at the drop of a hat yeah there are certain things that I don't know I'm, I mean I'm thinking of our parents there's a lot that can be forgiven between two people okay we do not have to get into that mm-hmm. on the
0: first episode well, listen so I guess I guess what I'm asking though is what is that tipping point what was that tipping point for you
1: Um, you know, like I said before earlier, this is the third time we tried.
0: So, okay, that's exactly what (laughs) I was going to bring up because you could really be on some, like, you have to put yourself first no matter what. To be clear, you and this person were on and off.
1: I guess that's a good way to put it. But, I mean, we were on and off because... I wanted to go on, he wanted to go off, I wanted to go on, you know, it was like, yeah. I was always trying, listen, I always wanted, I you always wanted to- You were willing to, to compromise. Let, it, let, it, let the record show. <laughs> I was, I compromised so much from the beginning. I'm thinking about how much I changed about myself, about my day to day. Not like it was taking away from me, it was just different. Like mm-hmm. I just changed to a, who I was a little bit um, yeah. to fit those persons needs. I kind of liked myself more after that. He Like I will say I'm a changed person because of him mm-hmm. and I like myself more now. Wow. But I got to the point where I'm so happy in my life right now with my work, my living situation, my health, my family, like everything. And I was taking a look at my relationship with this person and seeing, wait, this hasn't grown in in the ways other parts of my life have grown. Why is that? Mm -hmm. And I saw, you know, time and time and time and time and again, the history of this person was that they never really changed. Mm. Not just for me, mm-hmm. but in the in their lives. Yeah,
0: just kind of like staying stagnant.
1: They were stagnant to a T. And I, you know, there could be s- some benefit to that. He was very much a rock in my life. Mm-hmm. But it got to the point where I was, you know, saying, wait, I am compromising so much and he cannot com- compromise one thing for me. Aspects of his life, like it was very, ugh, it was just too much, you yeah. know.
0: I mean, what about time number one and time number two didn't? Uh, indicate that to you
1: because it wasn't it was just my like a decision. Time thing? No, it wasn't my decision. The first two times, it was him saying, "We are not meant for each other. We, this cannot work." Mm-hmm. And I said, "You're wrong. I'll be here when you're done with wow. it, You know,
0: you really said, "Well, I'm gonna make it work."
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> and you thing. did. <laughs> and you know what? That's pull up. I think that's what it was. Like this third time around, I was like, "Oh wait, 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 wait. You're. I guess you're right, but not in the way you think you are because." I was willing to put up with so much and I was willing to change it, but it just got to the point in my life where I was like, he is holding me back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it, so amazing that you could recognize that. I mean, yeah. it took a couple of tries, but like that makes me so happy to hear. I'm like glad it took three times because if it had ended the first, you know, it's like I needed it to be my decision too because yeah. I wasn't ready to give it up. I was really ready to put more work into it and I did put more work into it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't give up easily.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's another thing that I wanted to talk about because one of the things that stuck out to me was this bit about, like, we're doing things um, at my direction or at my directives, something along those Did lines. Did I say that about myself? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's a different thing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I thought a lot about how you and I grew up mm. pretty pretty uh, in in a family of mostly women, but shout out to our dad. Who, in my perspective, are all pretty used to getting what we want or, like, going after what we want or are very firm on, like, my way or the highway type thing. It was, you know, it can be...
1: Speaking about our parents in general, 100% correct.
0: Yeah, just like, I mean, but I see that. I see that in me. I see that in you. I see that in... We're go-getters. We're, we are. We're, we're, we're used to getting what we want. So it's like, I don't know. I've just been trying to, like evaluate that because at the end of the day like I, th- I think it's great to get what you want but this is why I want to talk about compromise because it's just like to what degree like how do you know when you're doing it to a fault almost and and sort of presenting this as I mean obviously you know what's best for you but also I don't think it's um, realistic or I don't think it makes you any better of a person to get what you want exactly when you want it all the time. So that's why it's hard to know.
1: That's that's the thing too that, that this, this is the I mean I've had relationships before after so, you know, not maybe not after but I've been with other people and I you know how should I put this? Um so remember the guy I was talking to over the summer? Yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, 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 no. I feel bad. I just don't want to say anything. So I perfect opposite opposite example of who who this person was Mm -hmm. i did whatever i wanted Mm -hmm. and any relationship i had before or after i did whatever i wanted zero compromise um i mean if they wanted chocolate ice cream i wanted vanilla ice cream they could get chocolate ice cream but i like in terms of how fast we're moving um you know in the bedroom like you know if I wanted to come over and they didn't like this is like I chose you know everything um and that might not be healthy but I saw the opposite in my ex the guy that were you know the what the recordings about now it's like I had no say it was really his way or the highway hmm and you know what's so crazy too like the more time I spent with the family the more I realized how similar he was to his dad in that aspect Wow and if we're getting into the tea of it his mom would share with me you know that's how his dad was and I'm like okay well that's how he's turning out to be it's like his way or the highway this is how he wanted it to be and I was like okay so either I'm compromising
2: mm.
1: I'm compromising years of my life to move in the pace he wants to or I'm gonna go live the way I want to live right and get what I want so I guess it's just like about the balance because it, I,
0: I think both relationships present as two extremes of the spectrum right because like it didn't really work out with this, you, you and this guy where you were sort of like doing whatever you wanted. No. Yeah. But you know, and then you ended up, you know, getting, that's when you got back with your ex. Yeah. And so that's why I, I myself have this internal conflict, internal debate about, does it make you
1: happy to get what you want?
0: Or just like how willing should I be able to compromise? Like what is the line between like, um, I'm sort of like being selfish here and I, am I'm, I'm being stubborn here and, um, I'm not valuing myself. Like that's the, that's the thing about relationships, right? Is that you have to be able to, um, there's some, there's some element of self-sacrifice involved.
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, in a strong relationship in a relationship that lasts a long time, there is sacrifice. And so that's why you, I was, you
0: think it's time. You th- do you think that like the uh, degree to which you're willing to self
1: sacrifice should be tied to how long it is the relationship has been? No, but it was also like how happy it is making you. Because it for for a time, for a really long time, actually, it did make me happy to sacrifice for him. Mm-hmm. Even when we would break up, I considered that a sacrifice of my time and my love. It's like I'm sacrificing mm-hmm. my my want of wanting to communicate with him and being around him it's like I'm doing this because I know it's going to make him happy if he wants space for me I'm going to sacrifice my happiness to make him happy so it did it it, you know I did it if it made me happy if it made me sad I did it because I loved him so I think everyone's point everyone's you know what's the pressure like the line boiling point. Yeah, boiling point. The the line drawn is different for everyone. Yeah. I I think I went farther than a lot of people would. I know a lot of people in my life, yourself included. You know, I wish I recorded every time I was like, oh, I, me and him are back together. Like the reaction I would get. it's Okay, it wasn't that many times. To be fair, it was three times. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's more than I ever wanted. I don't want to do it again. I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I it. know. I hope you. It's I messy. Not. Um.
0: Well, so now moving forward, like to what, to, to, how empowered do you feel to take the reins in the relationships? Like having this really strong sense of what it is you want and having been through that, which obviously you had lessons learned, but it did take up your time.
1: It, what are you saying? I'm
0: old. No, nothing like that. I'm just <laughs> saying what you said. <laughs> so the thing about wanting another person to take the lead is that you do actually have to sacrifice what you want.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, Okay, I agree with you, but also when you are with someone you're compatible with, it's not that much. In in that regard, it shouldn't be that much because you enjoy doing the same things. Um, I know now, I mean, I'm not looking for a relationship anytime soon, but I know now when I am going to be looking for a significant other, there are things that I'm not going to budge with.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. What what would some example of those things be?
1: They need to be... uh, Similar enough to me where I don't, I don't, this might sound unhealthy. You got to tell me if it's unhealthy or not, but I need codependency.
0: Okay. Yeah. I I forgot about that bit. I cut that actually out because I was like, should we really get into this? Having been in a codependent relationship, I was so surprised to hear you say that.
1: Because I've been deprived of it.
0: That's not a healthy, I don't think you.
1: I don't know what it means. I I guess (laughs) you don't know what it means. (laughs) What does? Because to me it just means like you're dependent on each other.
0: Okay. I'm not going to like, I don't.
1: I'm not trying to bash her.
0: Nothing like that. I just, I don't want to say the wrong thing, you know, for, um, but I just know it's not a healthy relationship to okay. be in. Well,
1: I want a healthy version of codependent relationship. I, I just want, I know I want a relationship where that person wants to be with like, being with me, spending time with me, building a life with me is aside from themselves, their number one priority.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like I've thought about that a lot too. Like this is the weird fucked up thing about power dynamics is like. I also don't think it's healthy to want someone to be obsessed with you in the relationship and like put you on a pedestal. And That's different.
1: No, but being obsessed with someone and putting them on a pedestal are two different things. Because when you're put on a pedestal, you're ignoring their flaws. But when you're obsessed... I don't know, I, I guess it has a, a negative connotation, but I was obsessed with my ex, but I don't see that as a bad thing. And you know, he did throw that in my face once or twice. It like, it's not my fault that you're obsessed. It was like- He
0: did not he say didn't, that. I don't know if he said obsessed,
1: but he said something like that, like with a negative connotation. The like,
0: disrespect.
1: No, he's like, it's not my fault that I'm your whole life, you know, or something like that. You know, so it's like, you know what? Honestly, I was like, no, you're right, you are. He really did it or hurt. He knew me. I, so yeah, I- Yeah, he knew
0: you, not anymore, bitch.
1: <laughs> I still I <laughs> I have no negative feelings towards him actually today I did have a little bit of hatred but <laughs> I think I this, this is what I know I want for me because I know how I felt about him I was willing to still like I still I I had a life other than him mm-hmm. but I I okay I'm here he was right here he was a drop below and I want to be like that in someone's life I want to be like that person for me okay but here's where I think that
0: societal pressure and conditioning is coming into play a little bit because I actually don't think that a romantic relationship should be the focal point of your life I think it's like set up like that but I think that's also like a very like heteronormative okay no true think. but
1: I am a heterosexual so like that's something that I do want in my life like I'm not saying it's my whole life but I'm saying I know it would felt like majority pull I am so well-rounded you have no idea <laughs> <Go>
2: <laughs> Like off.
1: you don't have to like I have hobbies I have interests that don't involve them but I know uh, how happy it would make me to share <laughs> my life and share all the cool parts about my life with someone else like yeah to I don't do think all that there's stuff.
0: anything wrong with wanting companionship but I think it's wrong for a relationship to take up just all the space
1: so explain to me then how does a marriage happen in your eyes I think
0: any sort of healthy relationship any sort of healthy long-term partnership which doesn't have to be marriage um, is when two people are like on the course of their own lives and they don't have to like change or alter the course of their lives or themselves um, in order to um yeah but also when
1: you're in a relationship with someone that's healthy and it's 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 serious you grow into each other you grow into like parts of your life just melt into theirs and that's natural and that's healthy and that's okay like of course there are extreme sides to 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 what you're saying to what i'm saying but i'm saying like i want to build eventually i would like to build a life with someone Mm -hmm. and the thing about my my ex and my relationship i just felt like we were always starting from you know the first building block again yeah
0: I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just wanted to present a different perspective and comment about how it's it's made to seem as if that's the only acceptable thing to do.
1: Not in 2021. I don't think when so. When your life
0: like just has just as much like worth and purpose and value even if you're not in a long-term partnership with someone.
1: I think that's very normalized. Did you didn't did you see that article that it's like it's been the birth rate dropped tremendously this year. I just
0: started watching The Handmaid's Tale, mm. and then I hear that news. Uh-oh. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. It's okay. Um, it's all going to be okay. <laughs> okay, so you say, how much am I willing to put up with? I'm just unhappy, and I'm just waiting for the next step with you. Yes. I'm tired of feeling like that. Yes. So there's this idea of waiting, right? And I feel like that hurt a lot to hear it was hard to hear because mm. I'm finding myself in a position where are you waiting I'm sort of having to decide whether or not to walk away from someone that's
1: hard that's a hard
0: it's hard right and place to be and so I feel like I don't know why I it's not it doesn't feel natural to me to have this level of indecision be always like circulating and like marinating in my mind I
1: know you're a very confident person mm-hmm.
0: I'm very like okay this is what I want but I feel so conflicted about this for a lot of different different reasons I'm not gonna get into but I think ultimate ultimately what it comes down to is not having a firmer grasp on what my desires are
1: mm. because, because oh, you're only 24 years old
0: I'm only 24 years old And I feel like I, again, have societally been conditioned to aspire to certain things. And so it's put me a little bit out of touch with what my own truest desires are. And so I don't feel confident when it comes to my romantic desires. And I feel very indecisive in that realm, I think, because of that
1: think that's very normal and I think there should be a part of you that steps outside from this cloud of emotion Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and be thankful for that Mm -hmm. because I think there are a lot of people that feel stuck and you are in a position in your life where you can you have that ability to feel kind of like pulled in all these separate directions with understanding you should feel grateful to to be there you know I,
0: I do have appreciation for it because I think in my romantic relationships, I've had this tendency to sort of just rush into things Mm. and I don't know. It's, it's going back to that same thing of like, when is enough enough? But I've been really appreciative of just having the space to deliberate on this and like really feeling like I've learned my lesson when it comes to rushing into things. And this is all to a certain point, right? Like,
1: this is just one step in the road, mm-hmm. the journey of life. Yeah, you, yeah. No, you have, you have the privilege to say, hey, I'm not sure about my decisions. I'm not sure what I should do right now, but that's okay.
0: So if you had to put into one sentence, when do you think the right time to walk away from a relationship is? Or from like, let's say like situationship also.
1: Well, you do know my favorite color is gray. So I'm never gonna have a black and white answer to this the gray being the
0: gray area sometimes it's the ugliest gray i've ever seen
1: excuse me gray is the most beautiful color no, i'm not
0: i'm not saying the color gray, I'm saying being in the gray area no, it can be okay. the best and worst thing
1: i guess it can be the worst thing when the thing you want the most is to know but i like yes, not knowing that's so true i think knowledge knowing what's the th- what's the uh, movie eternal ascension of the spotless mind like i like not knowing things
0: okay you say that and yet you're on safari <laughs> on instagram seeing who followed your latest okay
1: call me out because i, I can't just have Listen, you lie that's okay but also th- with things like that yeah i like to know but things <laughs> like hey how many years left before the iceberg melts into the ocean and long island the ho- the home we grew up in is going to be underwater you know it's like those kind of things I'm okay not knowing.
0: And you would put that on the same scale as like, yes, knowing whether or not a relationship is gonna work out. Absolutely.
1: Well, because to me, love is so important in my life.
0: I know. I think that that's what we keep coming back to is like, how, like, what is? Everyone has their own levels of prioritization, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, and it and it does hurt. And I feel like relationships too are so easy to project onto and they think there's such easy distractions as well. Like it's so, you know, for so many reasons, like because the emotions are very strong or because like, I'm going to be honest, I think at least in my life, a lot of socialization happens around discussing, like, it's like something everyone can relate to. Right. And like, to me, I think before I started living other people, it kind of took me by surprise when people would ask me that kind of stuff because it, it felt so intimate and personal, but like the universality in it also I don't know it, it, it continues that cycle of normalization of like you need to find someone you know you can't let your time run out like everyone that's not necessarily
1: up. true especially where we live I think what when people are asking those things Paul I think you need to be aware of that it's just it's that's the thing it's social humans are social creatures yes. it doesn't mean oh when are you gonna get you know when are you gonna make that like decision when you're gonna send that legal piece of paper that means you are connected to another person until you guys get divorced it's like what who is making you happy right now you know, w- to what degree do you feel connected to another person? That, I think that's an interesting point of, t- you know, topic. And I love giving advice to my friends. I love talking about the relationship with them yeah. because I love getting advice.
0: Yeah, no, know. I'm really glad I have your, your perspective on that. Um, so we're coming up on our time.
1: Wow. Quickest hour of my life.
0: I know. I have two final questions for you. Give it to me. Number one. Um, I'm really not married to the name of this podcast. So What's the name of it? It's called New Recording.
1: Okay. Got so, it. So, so I'm just putting out
0: some feelers out there, crowdsourcing, um, maybe something will stick.
1: What about New Recording One? <laughs> just kidding. Um. I know. It's a tough question. I didn't mean to put you no, on the spot. No, I know. I rem- remember, I think you asked me this question when we recorded in the summer. I know. I can't. I think. I feel like the title is like so, you know. I got it. But I know there's. At least it's easy to pronounce, you know. <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe. Paula's podcast. Well, I think I would say if we could come up with a play on your name because I really love no, your name. No, I okay. was just
0: I was just thinking about how like the only literary device I remember from English uh, composition <laughs> alliteration. is like, Alliteration. I love those alliterations.
1: I lo- I cannot write. I'm Stop, like, wait let me no. visit those. I will say. Now I think. A- I think what you should do. The more episodes you have, I yes. think. I'm sure you have a, a ton of questions that you ask me. I think you should pick one of the shorter questions as one of as the title
0: of the episode. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. As
1: no, as as the title of the podcast. Say it again. So like, like a question that you asked me today. A question that it you asked. Would be ask the name of the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Who are you? Oh no.
0: Okay. I feel like the, the questions change though based on the.
1: Okay, well, okay. I'm sorry, I don't have an answer to this <laughs> question. Okay. Next, it's not like I didn't send you the questions. Out of mm-hmm. um,
0: okay, so one of the things that I'm really excited about is that um, to break up segments of these shows, um, my guests help me guest curate curate um, some music to go along, which was such
1: a headache to figure out how to do. But that's a lot of work on your part. Because my playlist, the, the, I mean, not to brag, but the playlist for this episode is really awesome. I love it so far. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're bragging on me? Yeah. I mean, that takes a lot of work to make a playlist that you actually care okay, about. Okay. On the
0: lowest of keys, this playlist was already made, and it just oh, fits so well. Damn. So okay. I did my homework. No, so I will so say one, one of the, I, one some of the songs most, in the mix.
1: Okay. But I'll, I will say one of the most romantic things you can do for another person is make them a playlist. I
0: feel like it's kind of played out at this point. No.
1: I, ex- I accept them, and I welcome them. But- do you want me to mention songs right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So first comes the first that come to mind, um, "Overloaded" by James Supercave.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that song. I can't wait to listen to it. Um, and I'll make you a collaborator on this, so you could just add to it.
1: "Everybody Wants to Love You" by Japanese Breakfast. Shout out to her new book.
0: I know. Crying I crying in H bar. I literally noticed that one of the things you said about keeping ten percent for yourself is like from the book.
1: That that's what her mama told her. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I try to do that now because I do overshare. But I think if I keep 10% from each person, I'll have l- enough for myself. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, that's so that's... such a good book. That's two. You already have an Angel Olsen song.
0: I have two on there. Okay. This playlist is very emo. Do you have
1: any sales? No. Okay. Oh, what's the one? Not Ivy. What's the other one? It's called For You. I've Are not you, heard that one. For you, for you, for you, for you, I'd start. Again. Okay, so we have For You by sales. We have... Everybody Wants to Love You by Japanese Breakfast. And then and you said another one already. Overloaded by overloaded. James Supercave.
0: So check out that playlist. I'm really proud of it. Um, and yeah, thank you for for tuning in, Juana. Thank you so much for being my first guest. I had actually just like a lot of fun just talking to you. I feel like this was it's like, like a Kiki. I'm so so glad to be recording with someone I feel so comfortable around. And even then, I came like these are my questions, like this is the structure. But I think it's just more fun to just like have a conversation with someone
1: i agree it's fun i want to do more podcasts now
0: you can you can come on whenever you want as long as you're sharing a voice note
1: i'll be like the robin to your howard (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) uh,
0: okay is there any last final things final closing thoughts anything you want to say anything you want to shout out
1: get vaccinated i'm talking to my dad <laughs> um, our
0: father wow you're really exposing yeah you. i know but uh i no. love talking
1: shit. Hey, hey summer's coming i feel it i smell it in the air mm-hmm. get outside mm-hmm. go go get go, 60. go on a hot girl walk listen to some dirty bird you yes. got this <laughs>
0: shout out dirty bird we love house music
1: okay Bye. bye